our Lord Jesus rose in power. He triumphed over death. He took the keys of hell. He opened the prison doors and let out the ancient captives, the hopeless prisoners. He appeared to Mary Magdalene and then to the twelve disciples. Then on the Mount of Olives, before his disciples, he ascended into heaven, his glorious home. And as he ascended to the amazement of his disciples, two angels appeared and queried the disciples who stood gazing into heaven. Acts chapter 1 verse 9 to 10 tells us that and when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, this same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. The man in white apparel queried the disciples who gazed into heaven and reminded them, they reminded them that the same Jesus will return in a similar manner. He would come back in his glory power, majesty, and authority, and all eyes shall see him. All eyes shall see him. The words of the angels confirmed the word of the Lord to his disciples in John chapter 14 verse 1 to 3. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. And in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 to 17, the Holy Spirit, through the mouth of Paul the Apostle, tells us that for the Lord himself, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So friends, this same Jesus who died and rose again will return again. He will not return as a child. He will return as a king. He will come as a lion of the tribe of Judah. He will come in his glory and power. But before he left, he left us with his concern. With his concern. He was troubled. He was worried. And the first concern is about the fate. The fate. The fate. 
Luke chapter 18 verse 8b tells us that nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Shall he find faith on the earth? Our Lord Jesus concluded the parable of the unjust judge with a major question that bothered his heart. 2,000 years have gone by, generations have come and gone, but the question of the Savior still remains valid. And as we celebrate the death and resurrection of our Lord, may I remind us, may I remind us of the concern of our Savior. Shall the Savior, shall the Son of God, shall the King of glory who died and rose and ascended into heaven, Shall he find faith on the earth at his return? What faith was the Savior concerned about? Absolutely not the faith to receive, not the faith to take and claim the things we need to survive. As good as that faith is, as good as the faith to prosper is, the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus in this context speaks of the faith which is the strong belief in his doctrines. So faith in this context is the strong belief in the doctrines of the Lord based on spiritual conviction rather than proof. Faith is the strong belief in the doctrines of the Lord based on spiritual conviction rather than proof. So the Savior was seriously concerned and he wondered, he wondered if the doctrine of the Lord, if the doctrine of God which he taught would still be on earth at his return. Two things that terribly bothered the chief priest the chief priest who organized and supervised the arrest, trial, and crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ were his disciples and his doctrines. John chapter 18 verse 19 tells us that the high priest then asked Jesus of his disciples and his doctrines. That was their major problem with the Lord. They were terribly concerned about his disciples and about his doctrines. The first time the Lord Jesus was slapped was because of his response to the question about his disciples and his doctrines. John chapter 18 verse 22 tells us that when Jesus said this, one of the officials nearby slapped him in the face slapped him in the face. Is this the way you answer the high priest? He demanded. The doctrine which our precious Savior was slapped for has been changed, manipulated, and turned into the doctrine into the doctrine of men. greatest treasure the Savior left for the world 
the two greatest treasures the Lord left for his people were his disciples and his doctrine. And those who killed him so wanted to know about his disciples and his doctrines. His teachings is the doctrine. His teachings were the doctrine of the Father. His doctrine is our faith. It's our belief. The Lord Jesus delivered unto us the heart of the Father and he taught the ways of God. In John chapter 7 verse 16 he said, Then Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. So the Lord Jesus came to make disciples and to teach them the doctrine of the Father, the doctrine of the Lord. Mark chapter 1 verse 22 tells us that and they were astonished at his doctrine for he taught them as one that had authority. They were astonished at his doctrine, at his teachings. Oh, his doctrine, his doctrine. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 1 to 12, he taught them, he taught his disciples the doctrine of the Father who sent him. And in his teaching, he addressed our urgent need for God and the blessedness of the poverty of our spirit. In his own words, he said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Oh, his doctrine addressed the need and deep hunger and thirst for righteousness. Oh, the issue of purity and holiness was not left out of his doctrine. The subject of holiness and purity was a critical matter, was the core of his teaching. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. The subject of holiness and purity has the to see God was not left out of his doctrine. But it seems that this doctrine is fast eroding, is fast leaving the church of Jesus today. Purity! Purity is no longer a serious discussion on our pulpit anymore. It seems as though the teachings and doctrine of holiness is no longer applicable to the present day church. Sometimes it feels to me that the church today somehow, somehow, indirectly believe that Jesus was wrong to have said that only the pure in heart will see the Lord. The doctrine he left, the faith he left for his disciples was based on the doctrine of holiness and purity. But brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, if the Son of Man comes today, if he returns, shall he find on earth the faith he once delivered unto us? Will the doctrine he was slapped and beaten for still be what he would find here in our heart, in our churches, on earth at his return today? What of the issue of persecution for the sake of righteousness? Did the Savior not address the issue in his doctrine? 
Is it not contained in his teachings and sermons on the mount that blessed are those who suffer persecution for righteousness sake? Is this doctrine of persecution for righteousness still valid in our lives as true disciples of Jesus today? How many people truly want to suffer persecution for the Lord today? Dearly beloved, the concern of the Savior must be our concern today. Do we make disciples? Do we know, teach, and live by the doctrine of the Lord? Do we organize our lives, our marriages, our jobs, our daily activities, our relationships? Are we guided by the doctrine of the Lord? When it comes, shall he find faith? Shall he find the doctrine he left for us? Shall he find faithful disciples who, regardless of persecution and suffering, still steadfastly hold on to the doctrine, the faith, the truth he delivered unto us? While the Son of God appreciates our celebration of his resurrection and his ascension, he is concerned. He is very concerned. He is terribly concerned about the state of his church at his return. At the return of the Lord. At the return of the Lord. Shall the Savior find you and I as his faithful disciples holding on, holding on unto his doctrine, unto the faith which was once delivered without wavering when the son of man shall return shall he find faith on earth shall he find faith in you shall he find faith in me will we contend endlessly for the faith which was once delivered unto us shall we hold on to his doctrine to his teachings to his ways when the Son of Man comes, shall you find faith in me That old rugged cross, so despised by the world, has a wondrous attraction for me. For the dear Lamb of God left His glory
my home far away where his glory forever I'll share so I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies 